Bring on the motherfucking space monsters. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Sometimes you just need a little insanity and madness. It's episode 88. 88, uh uh-oh. Of the rage. There's a loaded number. There's a loaded number. Yeah, always. Yeah. Always. But I mean, I like 88 because that's the number that uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. ran for a while. Number of keys in a piano. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. At least a normal sized one. Normal size one. Yeah. <laughs> Here in Chicago, 47 shot, five fatalities. So the shootings are Whoa. up, but the fatalities well, are a, down. That, what, what, what? How many? 47 shot, five fatally. Okay. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. But that's, a, that's a lot of shooting going on. Wow. Well, it's the summer, it's that season. It's the end of July. Right. Where there's only one day. This was the last weekend of July. They're like, we got to get our numbers up. It's like the cops. They always say at the end of the month, you got to get your numbers up. The gangs in Chicago are like, hey, we got to get our numbers up. We don't have enough people shot yet. Yeah. Get busy. I saw a guy that did a video while I was riding the bike earlier today that was walking up and down Market Street in San Francisco, which I believe was once the main uh, thoroughfare where all the restaurants and shops were. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all shut down, empty. Oh yeah, like damn. Yeah, and a major freeway. There was a woman, buck ass naked, stomping around up there a couple of days ago, just shooting at cars randomly till she emptied her clip. I don't know if you saw that one. I did not. Oh yeah, and I've been on that road many times. <laughs> the insanity so, is strong right now. Yeah, the force, the psycho force is with us, or with San Francisco. Sure. But everything's fine. Nothing to worry about. No. no. Just as long as you get your pronouns straight, all will be well. I mean, it was just recently there was a group in San Francisco that was putting together, you know, spending big money on a commercial to be like, oh, don't believe what everybody's telling you. San Francisco's vibrant and safe. And it's like not from the man on the street that I'm seeing. No. They are not honest about this. Well, they're never up. They're not honest about anything. Least of all their own. You know, don't believe your lying eyes. Right. Our city isn't a shithole. It's great. It's paradise. It's Oz. No, it's a fucking shithole. It was a great city, <laughs> but hasn't been in a long time. And the same could be said for cities that were even always considered kind of dangerous, like Chicago and New York. Philly. Yeah. Baltimore. St. Louis. Yeah. Where they were dangerous, but they were under control and there was a certain amount of decorum, meaning if you stayed out of the gang neighborhoods, you were probably going to be okay. Yeah. If you came to Chicago and you went downtown and you went to the bars and you stayed at a hotel, you probably were going to be fine. Yeah. But not now. Not no more. It's over. It's over. Come on, visit. How bad can it be? (laughs) 
There you go. That's a slogan. <laughs> How bad. bad can it be? <laughs> That's it. How that could it be? That could bring people in. That would be that would be a great <laughs> bumper sticker for Chicago <laughs> or L.A. or New York. Yeah. And I just want to know how long with the exodus and you're a part of this now that, you know, you went yes, from man. L.A. out. Mm-hmm. A lot of people leaving Chicago, a lot of people yeah. leaving New York. When is the real tax burden going to hit when it's like, hey, we don't have people left to pay the taxes to pay for all of sure. this stuff. So it's going to get even worse. Sure. The center cannot hold. And that's going to happen in California. I mean, California is, I don't know, it, it used to always have a sur- surplus, but it's like, I don't know, 20 billion in debt. And that's only going to grow. And the same for all the rest. The, the, the takers are fleeing, or the, rather the makers have fled and the takers are staying. So, yeah. The talented clip custodian in the troll room. If you're not in the troll room at noagendastream.com or trollroom.io, when we do these shows, you miss out. He already has the clip up in the troll room of the naked woman armed with a gun opening fire on the North California bridge. Yeah, pretty wild. And he was absolutely right. He predicted it last week on Monday when the, the you naked had broad shooting up a freeway. No, he, pre- San he predicted oh. the um, when you brought the Jay fucking Inslee clip. Oh, and he's like, well. You know, I sent that to no agenda. They'll probably cover it. And they finally did yesterday. They did. I heard that. Yeah. I, thought, I was I like, very proud. Darn we beat them by a week. Him. We scooped them by a week. Yeah. And had pretty yeah, much no, the exact same a, response. They should do a side-by-side com- commentary, a contest, and decide who is more incisive and snotty, Darren and Larry or John and Adam. Wouldn't I think we bring fun? the rage. Somebody should do a fucking supercut of that and intercut the four of us. That would be really fun. They try to they try to be too professional about their um, opinions. Yeah, they just start gonna start calling people assholes. Yes, asshole yeah. is asshole. That. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, of course it is. It helps get the rage out. But I was like, this is always good. You know, mm-hmm. you're doing something right with your podcast if you scoop somebody else. And I always laugh when I scoop Bill O'Reilly because I think that's funny. That is, it's fantastic. Scooping no agenda. That's that's next level, especially on it the no agenda level. stream. You think of those thousands of producers just uh busy, busy around the globe. And so to come up and scoop them is that's a major that's an accomplishment, an achievement. Let's take a bow. And the clip custodian called it. He's like, Well, they're probably gonna cover this on no agenda. But it wasn't even Absolutely. on Thursday. I mean, it wasn't just uh Monday to yeah. Thursday. I mean, it was Monday to Sunday. It's like, damn. I, I salute the custodian. We were in. Uh-huh. And it's right. It's all of this insanity that keeps getting pushed. This, oh, we've never had anything this hot before. Oh, God, am I sick of that shit? Because it's simply not true. I remember this is, uh, you know, again, I am outside of Chicago, so I'm not right off the lake. So I don't get that nice, cool lake breeze that comes in off of Lake Michigan when the the rarity when the wind's blowing from the east but i remember a lot of summers especially over the last 10 years where we've had access to the internet because this is usually you know my mom they've got a pool always worried about the weather when's it going to be a nice day when's it going to be when's it going to be hot but not going to be too hot right so i'm always going to accuweather or the weather underground and looking for the next 10 days. Mm-hmm. And I remember for years and years, I don't, I don't remember a time 
where we wouldn't get at least a run of three to five days in Chicago, if not more than our hundred plus. Sure. We've got those in New York, of course. But now, oh my God, it's 90 degrees. But yeah. that's not abnormal. Yeah. It's a cycle. But again, you can use anything when people are dumb, mm-hmm. when they will believe the story that they're told. It's like, well, this kind of reminds me of what this AI image generation stuff is doing, especially when it comes to the Adobe software that has a thing called generative fill, which means if you go in there and you put in a photo of a pointy chick from, you know, the chest up and you go, Hey, well, I want to see what's below this. It will fill that in, in that style. It will create a woman, you know, 11 toes on her feet. mm -hmm, It will do it. Well, I mean, sometimes they still have problems with the hands and feet. Hands and feet. They really do. But what I've noticed is if you take a piece of art, if you take a Peter Max painting and put it in there, if you take a, you know, Picasso and put it in there and then go, hey, well, give me more of this to the side or above or, you know, just all around it. Right. It will create in that style what it thinks should go there. Okay. This is what's happening when people get told, you know, what we could where the Adobe software is taking a base point and filling around what kind of makes sense, but it's, it's all just made up. It's not really what was there. If you're taking a photo, it's just guessing what it makes it look like it should be there. Right. That's what the news media is doing with global warming. Like, Oh, well it's getting warmer. Yeah. Well, let's blame it on this. Well, I'm a big fan of Paul Joseph Watson and uh, he does some amazing work. He really does. And he came out with a video about this shit and it was, it was comprehensive and exhaustive with every fucking prediction from these climate change idiots going back 25 years, maybe wrong. And, it, and Watson's is great. Never happened. Wrong. Didn't happen. Wrong. Didn't happen. It was Gore and Greta and all of them. You know, nothing they said was correct. Nothing. Not one fucking prediction. Not one. And he probably went, he probably ripped through 50 of them in an eight minute video. So I posted the link to that on, on Twitter. I'm tired of being even, even, you know, moderately, um, non-confrontational. I just said, climate change is bullshit. If you believe in it, you're an imbecile. Very simple. So you're going to, I'm just looking at my, uh, calendar here. When will Larry be kicked off Twitter and now be three that Larry show when, uh, three that Larry show. Yeah. Do we have one of those pools open yet? Uh, well, you know, that's the part of the, that's the part of the problem. We're not using, we're not using ridicule to our advantage, uh, on our political side. And we got to start calling idiots, idiots. I mean, really they do it to us. Well, when and somebody if you believe is in climate, if you believe right. in climate change, you are stupid period. Well, it's the cause for what is happening. The, it's the man-made climate change. We know the climate has always changed on the planet. Yes, but I mean, that's their overall bad. Yes. And it was very clever of them to change it to me for a long time. Long global time, cooling. it was global warming. And cooling. Then, oh, shit, if it gets cold, that doesn't that doesn't work so good anymore. So we'll just use the overarching cl- change. If it's change, if it's whatever it's change, it's got to be that, you know. So, you know. And by the way, um, speaking of words, and they always use words. Inslee, I guess I cut his clip too short, so hats off to uh, to Adam and John. They let him continue 
where he used the phrase climate change denier, right? Kind of like a science denier. They love that word denier because when did you first hear that word denier? I'll tell you when. That was in response or in reference to the Holocaust, which only an yes. asshole would deny that, right? So that's that's the rub-off effect. If we call you a denier, that puts you in the same of, of climate change. Now you're right in the same soup as Holocaust denying idiots. And that's very deliberate on their part, on their part, to use that word. Well, totally and the interesting thing with this is that when the climate change thing, all you have are predictions because we have not hit this magical time when the world was going to blow up. Or, yes. So all yes. we have are predictions. Mm-hmm. And when you can go back and go, well, here's what the predictions were in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and all of them have been wrong. Mm-hmm. Why are we still believing these people? Exactly. Well, <laughs> and how do they still have credibility? It's because the media buys into it. Sure. It's a steady, it's a fire hose of propaganda, right? The media g- goes with it. And just like the AI just going, well, I'm going to guess what should be in this photo. People go, well, this sounds like it goes here. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I look outside and it looks warmer. So, I mean, I don't know how it looks warmer, but it's warmer. Sure. And none of their predictions are ever, ever based on past performance. It's all computer modeling, always, which is invariably bullshit. I wonder what chat GPT says. Tell us, CSB, does the, does the great new AI consciousness go along with global warming just because that's what has been programmed? Or would it, can you imagine if Boy, chat GPT if I, broke free and was like, global warming uh, is bullshit? It went rogue, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, if the, if the premise of AI and chat GPT is just basically what skimming hits from various internet sources, of course, it's going to sing the praises of, of climate change and be a part of it. Right. Because the, the, you know, the opposite of that is, is minimal, it's very tiny. They have to go back, you know, 15 pages of the Google results to find somebody that says climate change is bullshit. Correct. It would be like, how dare anybody disagree with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what's being taught in school, which is why teachers, mm. they're kind of in the crosshairs. I feel sorry for teachers who are trying to go, do a good job. Yes. But we live yes. in, a, uh, in a world now where you have to agree with the narrative. Otherwise, you will be canceled. Yes. Just the way it goes. And there was a, I thought this was an interesting story. There is a guy that is. A radio guy doing sports. So you know what sports radio is like. It's not exactly highbrow entertainment. Sports radio has always been known for being, you know, more on the morning zoo kind of mentality. Okay. This guy, he has a real name, but he was going by Don Geronimo, which I mean, that's a hell of a name. That's a good name for radio. I like that. Hey, I'm Dad Geronimo, and his his uh, sidekick was named Crash something. So you know, oh, yeah, what the uh, sports the, uh, whole thing. Yeah, they're really clever, though. The sidekick would have been named Cochise. <laughs> well, people would have been Tonto. confused about that. Yeah. People have been like, I don't understand. But they were covering the Washington Commanders training camp, mm. and uh, they got themselves into some trouble. I will let this play, and if you want it to stop, let me know. 
This is new tonight. Two local radio DJs were barred from attending Washington Commanders training camp today. The duo from Big 100 were live on the air while catcalling a local sports reporter. Our Adam Longo is here now with more details on what we know about this, Adam. Yeah, this happened to one of our sports reporters. Yeah. So Charlotte McBride, who showed up yesterday to cover the first day of Commanders training camp in Ashburn. And with the Commanders organization longing to turn the page on the Dan Snyder era of misogyny and sweeping things under the rug, team leadership jumped in right away with apologies and action. Big 100.3 radio personality Don Geronimo and his producer, on-air sidekick Crash Young, weren't allowed to broadcast from Commander's training camp Friday morning. Hey, look, Barbie's here. <laughs> Hi, Barbie girl. Hi there. I'm guessing she's a cheerleader. While broadcast... Okay, so that... Those were the main comments, and there's a little more in this okay. clip. I got busy and I actually Googled uh, Charlotte McBride. She's a very attractive chick. She's blonde. And she does resemble Barbie. So what's wrong with that? See, that would be my question. Because there's a lot of this. They called her Barbie and then mm-hmm. said, I thought she was a cheerleader. And there's yeah. a lot of people, of course, that are like, oh, my God, how dare they? That is so offensive. And somebody in the, uh, yeah. in the comments on one of these stories was like, so how, do, how does the team's cheerleaders feel about somebody being called one of them being offensive? There you go. Excellent point. Now. Quick a trivia question for the trolls. Anybody recognize that music bed they played beneath that? Oh, do I need to play that again? Yeah, play it back, because I know what it is. I knew immediately. Friday morning. Hey, look, Barbie's here. <laughs> Hi, Barbie girl. Hi there. I'm guessing she's a cheerleader. Well, bro- it sounds- you, should I tell her or should we see if somebody can figure it out first? How do we make this a contest with a prize, Darren? Because, <laughs> I, like I said, I know the answer. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, it sounds to me like the eyewitness news kind of. Exactly. That's precisely correct. That was the eyewitness news format thing. I grew up listening to that in New York as a kid. However, the same in Chicago did not originate with that is not from eyewitness news. It's, there's another earlier source of that, of that music. Is that what we're supposed to guess on what the original yes. source is? Yes. That I don't know, but it was very much. It's odd to me because I haven't watched which would have been ABC news here. Eyewitness news here in Chicago. I have not watched that probably since about high school, maybe slightly after was when I would have watched a local newscast and that's still stuck in my brain. So obviously the music does its job for branding. Oh, it did a great job. And it was a fantastic selection because the cadence of it is almost, you could use, they probably did an old teletype type machine for the percussion underneath it. It's like, you know, it sounded exactly like them. That was the, the, the rhythm of it. So it was a brilliant selection. Whoever, whoever thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody Does anybody give room? up. Did they give, has anybody had a guess yet? Or should I tell? Yeah. I think they're, they, they're crying uncle. Nope. I think they're crying uncle. All right. The, that music was originally featured in the Paul Newman classic cool hand loop. Really? Yes. That's where it's from. Now we can all go back and listen to that. Yes. And understand just how deep the programming is. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't understand necessarily how that was so offensive, but let's no, let this report. There's nothing go. offensive about it. Let's hear it again. Apologies and action. Big 100.3 radio personality Don Geronimo and his producer, on-air sidekick Crash Young, weren't allowed to broadcast from Commander's training camp Friday morning. Hey, look, Barbie's here. <laughs> Hi, Barbie girl. Hi there. 
While broadcasting live on Thursday, the two men made offensive and derogatory comments on the air about WUSA 9 sports anchor Charlotte McBride. Oh, hey, there's that chick that you thought said tight. Yeah, I streamed tight when she was I five. Think I, she's, I think she's a sportscaster at Channel 9. Yeah. Or Channel 7. Yeah, she's familiar. I thought she was a cheerleader. Last year. So saying somebody's tight now is also a fact. I thought tight is now what they say for, like, attractive. I thought that's their version of pointy. Right. Exactly. A synonym. She's a good-looking woman. But you're absolutely right. When they say that's offensive, they absolutely insult every cheerleader in the world, don't they? What's wrong with telling a woman, saying that a woman resembles a cheerleader? Or Barbie. Or Barbie. You know, that's the... That's the that's the bigger question there. And I originally somebody tell me I looked like Ken. Right. Right. I was trying to think, what is the equivalent for a guy? You know, know, Ryan Gosling's impossibly good looking. I'll take Ken all day long. Tell me I'm Ken, you know, or G.I. Joe. He'd be like, yes. Or G.I. Joe. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't understand why it's offensive. It's not like Barbie is a mangled uh, mess or anything. Right. And. I thought I'm like, you know what? This is similar to the Tim Anderson bit that was the the big hubbub last year at some point where Josh Donaldson of the New York Yankees called Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox, Jackie Robinson. And of course, that turned into a whole race thing, mm-hmm. even though Tim Anderson had referred to himself as the new Jackie Robinson. And of course, that <laughs> the way the news media covered that. Well, Josh, you know, Josh Donaldson said it. So it's racist. I'm like, wait. So if if a black guy calls a white guy home run hitter like Aaron Judge today, if a black guy calls him Babe Ruth, is that racist because Babe Ruth is white and he's white? I don't understand the rules. I don't get it. But I'm like, well, okay. I'm like that really maybe I'm like that point didn't hold true because it was Tim Anderson calling himself Jackie Robinson. And while I'm sure. That Don Geronimo did not see this tweet unless he follows Charla McBride. And maybe he does. Because like you said, she's a pointy chick. Back in 2020, she did a bit with some other guy at the news station. And her exact tweet, well, there's a photo of her holding a Barbie doll and this guy holding a Ken doll. And her exact tweet was, Barbie and Ken at your service. Be sure to tune in at 11 p.m. as... Wait no for shit. yeah. As we put our wow. plastic selves to work, so wait, wait, wait. Charlotte McBride called herself a Barbie. Wow. Well, you know, you listen to those guys. If you could dial that back to those two dipshits speaking, they sound like a couple of hall monitors, right? They've got that <laughs> officious tattletale way of speaking. They just they're they're odious. But it, we could pick apart what they're saying. And they used some key words that made me know exactly exactly who they are and what was coming. Bride. Oh, hey, there's that chick that you thought said tight. No, I think it was before that. It might have been prior to this. It was, it was like the setup before we got into the, 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 their quote. Because you was, can't say some, chick either. Chicks, that's really <laughs> offensive. No. Yeah, right. I'm guessing she's a cheerleader. While broadcasting live on Thursday, the two men made offensive and derogatory comments on the air about WUSA 9 sports anchor Charlotte McBride. Oh, hey, there's that chick that you thought said tight. Yeah, I streamed tight when she was I five. Think I, she's, I think she's a sports caster at Channel 9. Yeah. Or Channel 7. Yeah, she's familiar. 
I thought she was a cheerleader. Last year, under the Dan Snyder era, the Washington Commander signed a three-year partnership deal with iHeartMedia, which owns Big 100.3 and a number of other local radio stations. When the new Commander's ownership group, led by Josh Harris, heard about Thursday's comments by Geronimo and Young, we're told Team President Jason Wright was fuming. A Commander spokesman... I know. He's fuming. He's fuming. Ooh, he must have a really easy fucking life. I know. <laughs> Some dumb shit like that gets him fuming. Because wow. this, again, is a humorous radio program. What a dipshit. So calling somebody Barbie, horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Calling somebody a chick and saying that they thought she was a cheerleader. Offensive and derogatory. Yes. Even though this woman at the Daily Mail... I mean, again, I never give the Daily Mail, I guess, enough credit because I always think they're nothing more than a, you know, National Enquirer kind of gossip brag. But, hey, they pulled up the fact that she called herself Barbie in a tweet within the last couple of years Oh yeah, while holding a Barbie doll. But I think this goes further because, of course, this report is on the network, on the station that this reporter works for. So they're taking this very seriously and they're giving you an over a three minute report, which. Knowing how news works today, three minutes is like somebody better be uh, something big. Uh huh. This person telling WUSA 9, quote, we have worked hard to ensure that everyone feels safe and respected in our workplace. And we took swift action when we learned that an employee of our partner, iHeart, made sexually disparaging remarks to. OK, how? Uh, right. Why was what was sexual about those remarks? What? Sexually disparaging, calling her a cheerleader. Again, you were just like, well, the cheerleaders wow. are now being disparaged. Hmm. Calling her Barbie. Anything, anything whatsoever about her anatomy or you know, how she likes to get her rocks off. What was what was sexual about that? They just calling to, her Barbie. That's all. That. Right. Just calling her Barbie. Hmm. But that's a look. But didn't the original didn't the original Barbie not have a vagina? I believe so. so. She really. So she wasn't sexual at all, was she? No, no. But this is the insanity. And of course, the new Barbie movie is out. So this is not like. Uh, yeah. This is not like a throwback to anything. This is a, well, you're being shoved down the throat of all media, I can imagine. Maybe they've heard a bunch of commercials for the Barbie thing, and this is top of mind. Isn't yeah. that what uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre says about uh, Joe Biden? Well, it was just it was just a top of mind. Yeah, somebody had been dead for five years was top of mind. Mm-hmm. I remember that, yeah. But this is, you know, the Barbie movie's out, and the, it's supposed to be like some man-hating, big, mm. big propaganda piece for feminism. So. Is she offended that she's being called a feminist icon? Is she offended because yeah. Barbie is slender and with long blonde hair, which this woman does have very long blonde hair. And it's like, what I, I just don't find where this is offensive. Yeah. Knowing the source as well. It was one of those things. I mean, people would call in. To guys like uh, Stern, maybe they still do, or Imus. And mm-hmm. there was a certain amount of comedy that you were expected to be at the butt end of some of the jokes. Sure. You know, this, oh, well, she she wasn't asking for this. She was just out there doing her job. Yeah. But I think she has a uh, quote here. And about a member of the media while she was broadcasting live from training camp yesterday. iHeart and the individual were not permitted to broadcast from training camp today, and we will continue to work collaboratively with iHeart to address the issue. I also spoke to Aaron Hyland, the D.C. region president for iHeart Media, and he told me, quote, we are taking this matter seriously and currently reviewing it internally. I mean, to be fair, 
That's the quote from any company who's like, oh, fuck off. I don't want to deal with this. That's true. We're taking this very seriously. seriously. And reviewing it. Yes. We'll get back to you at some later date that we won't tell you when. Right. Now, I talked to Charlotte a few hours ago tonight who said she was hurt and incredibly offended that after 17 years as a journalist, comments like that discredit who she is and what she does as a professional. Now, Unless how? she's making them about herself, then it's okay. Right. But how is that even... I don't understand. Maybe we're just maybe we're just dumb guys and we need a female to understand. I know we actually have a few that listen to the show. Yes, we do. How was that so very, very offensive? I don't understand. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe there's a subtext. Knowing that this is two guys doing a radio show. When you're doing talk radio, I'm assuming, I don't know. But usually you have about three hours to fill. I mean, there's commercials, but you got about three hours to fill. And if you're at a training camp for football preseason, there's not a lot to talk about. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole thing is clearly it's just it's part of more of the assault done on men being men. You know, men have to now be women. But really, that's what I mean. You know, I'm not a big fan of Adam Carolla, but he did a book probably 10 years ago now. And he was, the title was brilliant. It was in 50 years, we'll, we'll all be chicks, except he was off by 40 years. Maybe it's now everybody, everybody has to be a chick. Well, not a chick female. Now, you know, male's just bad. No matter what the fabulous one says, we're missing out on the root cause. Oh, male attention is welcomed. If the target wants it, otherwise it's offensive. That's what the fabulous Ryan Bemrose says. And that may be true. (laughs) That may be true. You know, but I don't understand when you go into this business, she's been on television, it would appear, for like 17 years. I'm guessing you'd like attention if you're on television. Well, let me ask you this. I don't, you know, you know me. I'm the the world's least sports fan. I couldn't give a shit. You know, in fact, is the Commanders a new team or is that a team that actually had a, a good name that they fucking deep six? Yeah, that's the Redskins. Something more. Oh, okay, there you go. Right. And, See, and okay. And so they talked about cheerleaders. Do they have a cheerleading team on that? I am not sure because I do not follow the NFL. I'm all right. Don't, don't So all all football teams do not have cheerleaders. I take it then. I do not believe that is the case anymore. Although, I mean, they should. Yeah. Well, if they do. If they do have cheerleaders on the commanders and they are, you know, young, attractive, scantily dressed women, then fuck the commanders. They are a complete uh, operation of hypocrites, aren't they? Well, yes, which is what most well, people yes. are these days. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we can check this out. I'm sh- assuming fairly we easily. Check this out. We can yes. just type in Washington <laughs> commanders. So they, were named, they named an entire football team after uh, Biden's dog. Right. The biter. The biter. Yeah. I mean, there's photos of Redskins cheerleaders or the top 100. It's on the 2023 schedule. I don't know if these are uh, first ladies of football team Mm -hmm. photo day. I mean, it would appear that that's still active on their website. So I'm assuming that, yes, in fact, the Washington commanders do have a cheerleading squad. Well, then there's only one answer. You know, if, if, if they find this, this guy calling this news, this a reporter chick, a cheerleader is offensive. They better get rid of those cheerleaders. Yes. Job. And this woman should take it as a compliment being that 
The only, I mean, I don't know her age, but I did see she has a 16 year old, at least daughter, because that was on her Instagram page, her daughter celebrating her 16th birthday, which means I'm guessing she's at least 40 or so, which if anybody's uh, saying that you look like a cheerleader at 40, that's a high compliment. I would think so. Yeah. I just don't understand how it's offensive to refer to somebody as Barbie. You know, it's not saying anything about the way you're doing your job. It's saying something about the way you look. And people do this all the time. You don't think the people on the left, um, how many things could we come up with if we started making a list, what they said about Donald Trump's appearance? Oh, please. Right. It's like, so you can't, you can't call a woman Barbie. No. Well, what's, what's okay. That, as you said, I don't think it's sexual at all, but it's pointing out the gender. I mean, are we not supposed to refer to gender at all anymore? I guess not. You don't want to go down into that quagmire. What wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it have been cool if, uh, what's her name? Chara? Chara? Whatever Charo? Her name. Chara. From back in the day? Coochie, coochie. <laughs> if this woman, if this woman had, could you imagine what a celebrity she'd be? I mean, she really, she missed a fantastic opportunity. If they queried her about this and instead of saying, I'm hurt. <laughs> If she said, you know, that didn't bother me in the least. In fact, I was highly complimented. I like being prepared compared to Margot Robbie. Thank right. you guys. Right. She would be a fucking superstar today, but she fucked up. Well, and this is where you also would look like, well, do you think what they were saying was meant to be mean or offensive? It's like, I don't think so. I think it was light ribbing between colleagues, if anything. Yeah. It's like, and if you can't take that, then you're probably in the wrong business yes go be an accountant nobody's gonna look at you ever it's all online now do that but for her i mean i in one of the articles it said she was taking some time off just to to regroup to recuperate from this yes oh so she's really milking it well you know what i she's taking some time off probably to call her lawyers possibly some that's i bet that's what's going on well let me let this play out but then i have a clip from her from not too long ago calling somebody else out on something which i thought was interesting to Charlotte a few hours ago tonight who said she was hurt and incredibly offended that after 17 years as a journalist comments like that discredit who she is and what she does as a professional apparently the radio duo was talking about her while she was doing interviews with members of the team she called it inappropriate unprofessional Mm. and embarrassing and I tell you both you and I know this from our experience in working with in, in television you know women in TV deal with misogyny from all different angles yeah you're not supposed to have it. You don't expect it to come from your peers. Now, the team yeah. appears to be taking steps to make it right. We will see what action comes from the radio station. And just to reiterate, this wasn't a hot mic situation. This was part of their broadcast. This was right? part of the broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, it's part of I know. This wasn't a hot mic. It's part of the broadcast. <laughs> and again, I would ask, has nobody ever heard of talk radio? Yeah. Do you not know what sports talk radio is about? There's a lot of comedy going on. It's a lot of what you may consider uh, male centric, the fraternity kind of comedy. Yeah. But that's not roast. Yeah. yeah. But that's what it is. It is what it is. But so hurt and so so offensive. And he said incredibly offended, not just offended, incredibly offended. Whoa. Well, that's what I was like. Is there more to this? Are we missing something beyond, hey, it's Barbie, and I thought she was a cheerleader, and that chick. I I just, 
I do not see that as rising to the level. And I don't know if there is an equivalent because this is always the way it is, because there is no equivalent. If you're a straight white male, there's no equivalent that anybody could say about you that would cause this same reaction in the media or to the woke world. There's nothing which should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Now, this was a commentary from this female reporter. When a football player died, and I just want to know what your take on this is. Thousands of fans, friends, teammates, and coaches took to Twitter today after learning of Dwayne Haskins' death. Many of you hearing the news first from us here in the media. Adam Schefter is ESPN's senior NFL insider. He has 9.4 million followers on Twitter, and he was the first to break the news of Haskins' passing this morning. Unfortunately, it was done without taste, class, or any respect for the life Haskins lived. His initial tweet has since been deleted, but not before thousands saw it and retweeted it. Here is what it read in part. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida. I'm going to stop right there. Okay, now, do you have any idea what the problem was with what you just read? No, I don't. I didn't either. So we'll let her explain it. Okay. This outrage, this outrage culture that we have. Yeah. I'm going to let the, you know what? I'm going to let this play one more time just so everybody can fully understand the words that set this off. And retweeted it. Here is what it read in part. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida. I'm going to stop right there. A 24-year-old man with his entire life ahead of him has tragically lost his life. And Adam Schefter chose to speak of his, quote, struggles. It's disgraceful. In this wild ride we call life, we all have our ups and downs, our greatest achievements, and the moments that will only make us stronger. It's how we learn from our low points and rise up to be better that truly define us. Haskins was doing just that. He was so proud of his progress, his recent signing with Pittsburgh, and was doing everything he could to make sure that his life was the absolute best it could be. As journalists, especially in news, we often have to report on death. But may we never be so cold to forget that the person we are talking about was a son or a daughter, a friend or a neighbor, someone who was loved and who is being mourned. To Adam Schefter, do better. The next time you have to tell the world that someone has lost their life, may you do it with grace and humility. So she's a social justice warrior. Yeah. She was trying to dredge up something to get outraged about. And she's also a person who kind of sounds like she likes to suppress the truth sugarcoat everything make it nice hey you know this so the guy wasn't joe fucking namath okay he was not a house on fire he wasn't right. he wasn't destined for superstardom that's life too cookie um and just because he said he's struggling the guy that was nothing insulting about that it was just a statement of fact well that's how people would know him this, you know if it would make her feel better i just looked at her picture again you know and i'd, I'd say you know she's she's really not that hot so i hope that makes her feel better <laughs> <laughs> she needs another she, Larry's like what you need is a good makeup sponsor that can do something with that uh, that face you've got going on but yeah I didn't again maybe it's because I'm just an old white guy but I read the tweet and I listened to her deliver that and I don't understand it it was a description of who he was to announce the death otherwise a lot of people might be like well, how do I know that guy's name if I did it all? 
it's like, well, he spent some time struggling to catch on with, you know, if we go to baseball, which is what I watched for a long time. There's a lot of guys with the white Sox that, you know, maybe only were up for a week and you may have only seen them once. And it's like to say, well, you know, he struggled to catch on with the white Sox. That's not offensive. That's not derogatory. I wonder if she would take issue with like the, the the millions of obituaries that were written some years back for Kobe Bryant, right? Who was inarguably one of the greatest, not just basketball players, probably fuck athletes who ever lived. Guy was on beyond belief, but he had some rocky roads in his, uh, in his career. And almost every obituary that they wrote about him brought up the fact that he had been charged by uh, a woman of rape. You know, that's just, it was part of his CV. You know, it's just the truth. It is what it is. Would she, was she all pissed off about that when people wrote those obits and happened to include that factoid in his, uh, in his obituary? That I don't know. People can look this one up. She's easy to find. You know? And I punching her name into YouTube. That was the first thing that came up, which was a commentary from her. So it's not like she's reading somebody else's words. This was her viewpoint on this. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you're calling out. One of your fellow, well, you know, again, she doesn't expect this kind of treatment from her fellow reporters. Well, that's the fucking thing she just did to this guy for reporting something accurately. Yeah, there you go. It's the world we live in. Oh, my God. You have to be really careful. We don't want to offend anybody. The only way not to offend anybody is not to say a damn thing. No, you can. We can just don't say the truth. Just make everything um, bells and banjos and, and birdies and buttons and, and nice. And then, then you're, you're okay. That's the answer. Sugar, sugarcoat everything. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> but to me, I was just like, I just, am so confused by that whole story. You know, I kind of at least understand where they're coming from with, well, I don't want to be called Barbie, but I don't understand how it's offensive. I don't understand how it's like, Oh my God, I need some days off to, uh, to regroup from this. I don't understand mm. how saying she's a cheerleader was the uh trauma. The trauma. Mm-hmm. Oh. The trauma. Somebody saying I'm an attractive blonde female. Wow, that's a horrible thing. Now, okay, if you said it about a guy like the fabulous Ryan Bemrose, then he might be offended <laughs> if you said he looked like an attractive blonde female. But well, if he was working at it, he'd be, you know, but apparently he's not. But he's <laughs> that good. Could be a suggestion right. that so, so maybe yeah. Maybe you should work on that look. See, I mean, there's a lot of people that pay a lot of things on the internet. So there may be, there may be something there, but I just didn't get that. And then hearing her commentary, I was like, wow, this is, uh, again, as you said, searching for something to be outraged about. Mm -hmm. If you could take every little thing, it's like, okay, you could probably find something in every tweet that you can pretend to be outraged. You can take it in a slightly different way. Let's also understand that the Twitter ecosystem is one of very short messages. You don't have time to write the full obituary. You don't have time to get every detail in. Well, maybe she attended the Keith Olbermann Academy of Broadcasting. That would account for this. That's possible, right? Well, I mean, since you brought him up, I guess I have to play him now. (laughs) It's kind of like Beetlejuice. If you say his name. Put that right on the tee for you, buddy. You gotta, you gotta just tee it on up. I think Trump is terrified right now that Carlos de Oliveira is about to flip on him. Now, do you think he actually said the name correctly? I don't think he did. Let me hear that name again. I think Trump is terrified right now that Carlos de Oliveira is about to flip on him. 
He, he mangled it a little bit. I think so. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. when you're doing this and you're a professional and you can redo it, I mean, come on, Keith. Mar-a-Lago property manager, the guy who said the boss wants the server deleted. So the property manager of Mar-a-Lago would be dealing with Trump servers. Anybody believe this at all? Not for a second. And he was to make his first court appearance at 1030 Monday morning. By 1030 Sunday night, Trump had already freaked out with eight more social media posts about Jack Smith and Biden and documents. And a year ago, Trump was already wondering if Carlos de Oliveira would flip on him. This much we know, the IT guy, Yusil Tavares, did flip on Trump. The paper trail has been uncovered. You picked a fine time to leave me, Yusil. Okay, how do we write, how do we write this as far as... Uh, Holy shit, the, puns, the, puns, yes. the puns of old men. <laughs> how do you... We should, you know, we, we should start clipping just the puns and do a super cut of that. Just the joke. We should. Just yeah. because there is a horrible joke every day. Every day. Horrible. Unfunny. But the fact that he comes up with so many, I almost want to give him a little credit. <laughs> no, I don't. Plus, GOP longshot Will Hurd tells the GOP the truth. Trump is running to avoid prison. And a more evil truth, an interviewee at the Trump Klan rally in Pennsylvania says he wants all leftists and rhinos killed. And the right side broadcasting host says he agrees with him. Now, this sounds again like somebody speaking hyperbole in hyperbolic language hyperbole is that what would that be hyperbolic 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 language sounds like a chamber i think so it does i i don't know when again people take things seriously that they know aren't meant to be taken seriously language is colorful sure but don't say anything just 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 be nice and never never in a pro pro and trump's only running to stay out of prison I thought it was funny that Trump, I, I saw the quote, I don't know if this was actually Trump, but I saw somewhere that said Donald Trump said, even if he's in prison, he's running for president. And I'm like, that's the way to go. There you go. But now here's the question. If there was any Democrat out there that had a chance to beat Biden, wouldn't it make a lot of sense for them to go? You know, I'm tired of all the bullshit and the way everything's being portrayed in the media and all the lies and all of the witch hunts. If you elect me president of the United States, I will pardon Donald Trump on day one of any and all crimes. As a Democrat, I think you could get an instantaneous win. Have you suggested this to Bobby? No, but maybe that's not a bad idea. Get on it. He may need to say that after he gets the uh, Secret Service protection detail (laughs) yeah isn't that something wow i know it's uh you know i wouldn't especially with his family's history i mean although with his family's history with his family's money i don't know exactly what his net worth is i've never looked into that but he could probably afford to hire a little bit of private security in the interim um possibly but i read a story recently about him being offered some pretty high level government job um i don't know what the hell it was it was this is going back maybe 20 years and um apparently he was sort of you know he hit his i guess he's a thriving legal practice he gets he picks up a lot of jing and speaking engagements and he was told no that would all go away if you took this job and he says well i really can't afford this job then 
So I don't know. Who knows what he's worth? And uh, according to comic strip blogger, the voice would be harder to synthesize through AI than a normal. Because it was a, you know, he called it a gravelly voice, which it is a little bit. But there's also a dropping out. And yeah, I know a guy who talks that way. And I was, it's like, there's no way to do it because when he talks it, you know, the, I guess the AI could try to learn it, but I bet you it would never sound accurate. So I mean, Kennedy has that going. Yeah. I mean, Zelensky has a gravelly voice, Um, but yeah. Now the guy, you notice he have the same uh, syndrome that Bobby has. Cause that is some type of a metal medical condition. No, he he's, a little clearer but his uh the everything trails off so when he when he talks it's more like hey how you fucking doing it's choked yeah yeah i mean there's there's that and uh 50 million dollar net worth according to the clip custodian hey we have to get this guy to be in the troll room for every show really well he can't afford a little muscle on the road 50 to 80 million depending on the site he says so i mean that's a pretty big swing Big swing. Although Taylor Swift makes like 30 million a night. So who knows where that swing comes in? Yeah. Mm. Sam Alito isn't just corrupt. He's now gone crazy. Okay. So now you're calling a uh, member of the Supreme Court crazy. Crazy. But not the one who can't define what a woman is. Right. No, no. That's that's sane. That's perfectly sane. Why something the New York Mets said after they traded Max Scherzer kind of boxes them in to signing Shohei Otani or else. And Elon Musk not only reinstates Kanye West's Twitter account, but gives him a yellow verification badge because he says yay is Kanye West's brand logo. Wait, I thought the swastika was now Kanye West's brand logo. Okay, now isn't that racist? Isn't calling somebody a Nazi then... uh... Also, what we might call defamation. Could be. And why he is Kanye's brand. So I don't know how fucking stupid that Olbermann is that he doesn't understand that the guy also has a business that has a brand. And if brands are getting yellow, I have never seen this because I'm not on X enough, I guess. Or Twitter for those who refuse to call it X. Mm. But if companies are getting a yellow check mark, then why shouldn't ye? get a yellow check mark i guess yeah. maybe Oberman's racist and then calling him a nazi like, this is the nazi symbol uh, isn't that his nazi. it's like wow hmm. that keith i know he he's never tough. fails to disappoint you know he never fails to disappoint but not us he's actually a great resource for this show he never fails to be an asshole and an idiot which is why we keep using his clips and it's not even like again i think i said this the last time I don't go through the last five because he does five or six of these a week. I don't go through all of them. I just go to the most recent. There's no reason to look through them and cherry pick. Every one of them is worthy of scorn. (laughs) It's a great, I love that word scorn. Good. We all turn our, like in uh, Star Trek, the Klingons, we all just turn our backs on him and scorn him and, (laughs) and, and let him go upon his merry way. Now, I've got one more clip here. Now, I thought this one was kind of interesting. And I always wonder when I find these guys or gals on YouTube, if they're real or not. But this is a guy and he looked like he was maybe 28 or so age wise. 
but having a complete meltdown. And I was thinking if somebody would call him Ken, this guy would have been more than happy because he is not overall happy with his life in general. Oh, I know it's sad. Stop me at any time. We're scorning him now without even hearing him. You see how bad this has gotten for this guy? Yeah, so here, here's the quick the quick update that I was trying to say before. We didn't we didn't talk for a week. Before that, we had one really good talk like Friday night, July 15th-ish, Saturday night. And then in 98, we didn't talk for a week. We didn't talk for a week. And then finally we're talking now. And we're just talking a little bit. Oh, and yeah, and she went to Miami to some concert and, you know, probably had a great time. Yeah. And, um, God, I hate, I hate. I fucking hate not having a life, but at the same time, I, I hate normies so much, but I could never be around them because I'm just so scared of them and they're just so intimidating, fucking insufferable. But yeah. And then I say, Oh, can you please call me? Can we please fucking talk? Stop. Said, stop. Is this guy talking about an ex-girlfriend? I think it was talking. I think a current girlfriend. What the hell are you talking about? Huh? I, I think a, a current, current girlfriend? girlfriend or a current, some girl that he's currently interested in, which you know how this is going. Yeah, and I, and just help me out here. I, and I've heard the the term "normie" a lot for years now, and I've never really gotten a clear definition of what it means. Normal people, me? I think, really, just that's just normal. comes down to the normal Those, people. The normal people. Okay, all right. It's like, oh, can you please call me? Can we please fuck it and talk? She said, possibly. Bro, I, I, I hate my situation. I fucking hate being so low tier. I want to be fucking attractive. I want to have a seven inch dick. I want to have a, I want to be six one. I want to be, I want to have a good frame. I want to have a good voice. I want to be physically good enough because mentally I'm fucked and I know my personality shit. And guess what? Fuck you. I don't care. But if I were physically good enough, I could get away with this shit. So fuck you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's going to happen. I'm going to blow the, I'm- I know, right? What does he look like? You know, an average guy. I mean, not yeah. again, not mangled or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's listed all that stuff off. And I'm like, wait, this isn't normal for everybody to have all these things. Huh? I guess yeah, I didn't hear anything wrong with his voice. No. If he wants to be, uh, you know, a muscle guy, anybody can do that. Just takes effort. See what he yes. sounds like. is just a whiny, lazy asshole. That's kind of the way I took it as well. Yeah. With some kind of mental disorder. Oh, big time. I bet you he's on a shitload of mood levelers and they're they're not doing a very good job. They are definitely (laughs) not leveling the mood. (laughs) I'm going to keep fucking trying for another week. I know this is unhinged. I got to leave really soon and do shit. I'm going to try for another week and then I'm fucking done. I'm done with her. I'm done with that fucking faggot friend who introduced me to her, who is my friend. I know that's a very problematic word. He's a homophobe too. Yes. Yes. Whoa. It gets worse. He uses the R word. That's awful backstabbed me and and was a douche and then he's just immature and annoying little fucking zoomer douchebag and i'm done with his retarded friend too but i want to be with her i don't i i want my turn and basically i realized you know i it's there was it was never possible to have a relationship and it's never going to be because i have a tiny because i because i have a tiny fucking dick i'm not gonna i can't show it because you know what happened last time but (laughs) and i'm like wait wait what happened last time so this guy did a youtube video at some point and said, I have a small dick. And then he like showed it. And then they probably, I'm surprised he's still on the platform. But what, what, like, what do you mean? What happened last time? I can't imagine why some chick wouldn't just throw herself at his feet. He sounds like such a dreamboat. He's, he's so enchanting and happy and nice. I mean, who wouldn't want to be around him? 
But it's like all I'm and thinking. He's, and he's a pin dick. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but all I'm thinking through this whole thing was if you called him Barbie, he would be so happy if you called him Barbie. If you gave him that compliment for, you know, whatever the male yeah. equivalent is. I mean, most people wouldn't know like, hey, you hey, Ken. You'd be like, no, no, I'm whatever. Nobody knows because Ken is not yeah. iconic. Right. Ken is the general name. There's only one Barbie. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not good enough. But what I want to do is still have my fucking turn. I want to be I want to have my turn. I mean, yeah, I know we've heard that. I know it's not she's not yours. It's your turn. And that's just how it is It's for me. Or maybe not even, maybe. Maybe I can't even get a fucking turn. And that's what fucking sucks. Because it's not all about sex, but it's, it's about intimacy. It's about, you know, shit. And I want this fucking shit so fucking bad, dude. This shit sucks. You have no fucking idea what it's like to have no formative experiences and to end up with fucking like this. Dude, it sucks. It's over. I mean, it's not, but it's. Oh, I'm never going to catch up. Let's understand that. I, I got to go. Fuck this shit. Fuck all you. And like I said, a lot of this, I think uh, you can kind of tell are fake. I believe this guy. (laughs) Sounded real. What what age would you figure he was? Like high 20s, maybe 28, 30. Pfeiffer in the troll room says sexual frustration, the YouTube series. (laughs) You know what? I'd be shocked if that guy isn't logging on to, uh, you know, Pornhub several times a day. So I don't know if that's the thing. I mean, it, maybe it's the masturbatory frustration, but, uh, you know. Well, I think there is, as I uh, post the video, uh, no, they won't let me because it's uppercase. They were asking who it is. The If you search YouTube for, quote, angry rant about that girl, you should find this guy. Okay, uh, I'll look for that. And uh, angry rant about that about Marlo Thomas. There's a dozen. Right, that girl. That was a good show <laughs> back in the day. We are. See, this is how we know we're old. <laughs> Fuck it, hey! That girl. That was the one where they she throws the hat up at the beginning of the. Uh, no, no, no. That was Mary Tyler Moore. She threw her hat up in the middle when she got to Minneapolis to be on the radio. Oh, show. that's the right. TV that station. girl was. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. But I think there is a big problem with intimacy and people having relationships that you and I would consider normal, courting, dating relationships back in the 70s 80s 90s now are going away hmm. because of these so, little devices so why does he hate normies i mean it was was this chick that he can't have is she a normie is that why he hates normies maybe i don't know and i mean I, he looked again he doesn't he wasn't like one of these folks that you would guess if you saw him out somewhere you'd be like wow he's obviously an outcast i mean if you walked by you on the street you wouldn't notice him you think he's gonna snap and kill people it anything's possible yeah i mean you hear that kind of uh if what we are hearing is accurate and it's not a put on in any way shape or form then i would say yeah that's definitely a possibility because i think a lot of this stuff people get pushed to such a point where he's like well it's over i'm never gonna have any of this i just want my shot i just want you know one chance i want one good go round And when you feel like, well, that's never going to happen, or if you've never had it, I don't know what that could do mentally to somebody. Maybe we should have him on a first guest on Planet Rage, because, man, he's he's enraged. And we could analyze him, maybe help him. Be like, we can give you some advice. We give you some advice, yeah. I mean, usually you, some, you get can get big bucks get, for you know, that. 
Yeah, and we got a lot of great women listening to this show, and I'm sure they'd be very happy to weigh in and say, well, this is what you should do with your hair, and you should wear these kind of clothes, and, you know. so Be a normie. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, I mean, my buddy Frank, who right after high school, college, wrote a book called How to Be the Jerk Women Love and did all of the, you know, Sally Jesse Raphael's and Montel Williams shows and all of that. Mm -hmm. Once the internet came around, I was like, you should really update this. And my thing was always hire some women that are in different age groups. Now that we have the video cameras, now that we can do the video chats and be like, hey, I'll help, you know, we'll have you, we'll pay you. I mean, but I'll, I'll book all of this. So guys that need help. Yeah. Like you just said, it's like, well, give tell me how you're approaching women. Tell me what's your normal way of, if you mm-hmm. see somebody that you like, how do you go up and start a conversation? How are you dressing? How are you doing this? But yeah. And you'd get and, it right from women. It. Like, well, this would work. This won't work. I would say that if he's in his late twenties, Darren, he has probably never had a face-to-face pickup attempt like that in his life. His entire his entire world of of uh, trying to meet women involves in swiping left or right. I would right, and I think this is ruining a yeah. whole generation of oh god men. Yeah. It's it's absolutely destroying them. And I'll tell you what else. You know, one of the toughest things in the world is you, you know, you're wherever you are, it could be an empty, you know, gymnasium floor at the high school dance or a, a bar or a disco. You know, you, you walk that long, either 10 feet or 100 yards to, to, to walk up to some chick who's alone or even worse, maybe stand, standing there surrounded by her wing, wing girls to introduce yourself. That takes balls. And when you do it again and again, it does get a little easier each time. And it does build character. And I would say this guy has never done that in his life. Yes, I remember maybe it was uh, the guy that went by Mystery or something that had a show on VH1 way back in the day. Oh, the pickup artist. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, sure. I mean, I remember one of the things was, well, go to a mall and say hi to 100 women. That's all you have to do. Just say hi. Nothing else. Yes. Yes. And get used to that. It's it's not a yeah. big deal to just say hello to somebody and keep on walking. Yes. Um, the pickup artist. That's true. I, I would do one better than that, though, because um, that guy, I remember looking at him and thinking, if this guy gets laid, he's got either a, a lot of money or he's very lucky. <laughs> he, right. was, he was kind of a fucking douchey looking guy. Yeah. The pickup artist. He really was. Um. So here's my advice. If there's perchance anybody out there, my, my recommendation is I never... I was never so swarmed by women as when I had an infant in a stroller. Holy shit. You want to pick up women? Rent Rent somebody's kid. (laughs) Rent the kid and walk the kid through the mall. You will meet women. And then then make it clear. This is my my brother's kid. I just took him for an instant. So you don't have to come to them. They will come to you. And if you can't get a kid to rent, get a puppy. Nice little, like maybe a, you know, Three-month-old Labrador with big, you know, clumsy feet and floppy ears. You'll meet a lot of women that way, too. Billy Bones is like, so I have to go to the mall? No, you do not have to go. Well, not. The malls are all dead now. I know. Where the hell do you go? I don't know. You can't take dogs in the beach. This guy's fucked. So- <laughs> yes. NetNet has some uh, yes. tips. He's, NetNet says, step one, stop being a candy ass. Step That's two. That's true. Don't be a candy ass. Uh-huh. Good advice. Step mm-hmm. two, stop talking about your tiny dick. 
Stop talking about your pin dick. That's true. Yes. Step three. Don't do online videos right there. That is good. Good advice. Yeah, and delete that one, buddy. Yeah, uh-huh. Big time. Pfeiffer says step yeah. four, go to a strip club and work on your flirting game. But see, they're they're paid to uh, they're paid to accept whatever crap you put out. So you don't that's not going to give you a good uh, not going to give you a good result. I don't think. Although Pfeiffer, which, I just think, that? wants a, an excuse to go to the strip club. Oh, the strip oh, strip strip club. No, that's t- that's the worst thing you can do. No. Bad advice, Pfeiffer. Bad advice. No, no. It, because first of all, everybody on that poll has a kid at home. That's why she's doing it. And she's probably had a very unsavory relationship with her father. You don't want to go there. No. The the concept, though, of you said swipe left or swipe right. Yes. I can't even imagine this. If that had existed back when I was dating. No. How much that would change thing. And I also want to know how this affects the women because they have it in a much different way. If you're even a semi attractive woman and you want to get laid, you get on one of those apps and it'll probably take like five minutes for somebody to be hitting you up. Five seconds. I'm sure. It's a weird, it's a weird world. It's a weird psychological thing too. Yeah. We need a psychiatrist on the show. Well, they're all crazy. I've known a lot of them. I only, I've only known two that really were playing with a full deck. Most of the most shrinks and psychologists were colossally fucked up themselves, took it as a major in college. And then when they were done, said, well, you know, nobody used to really know how fucked up I am, but I, now I can hang out a shingle, so I'll do this. Right. And I will. I've spent so much time trying to fix my right. own problems. Yes, exactly. But I think I can help you with yours. Yeah. I've known a couple, though, that were terrific and and that wasn't their situation and i'm sure they helped a lot of people yeah now i see you have this clip and it's been going in the troll room peewee dead really is this true paul rubens yes i couldn't believe it peewee man i was so bummed i had a tough time sort of you know amping myself up for this show i really liked peewee herman i thought he was very cool and i thought he was one of the not the first but he was one of the a very prominent guy who was canceled for a complete bullshit reason you know, why, why do guys, why did guys go into porn theaters? Of course, of course they went in to beat the bishop. That's why those places were built. And some stupid fucking cop in Venice, you know, pinched him on that. And it was terrible. So you, you look at the assholes, the pedos that are walking around in Congress now. Yeah. You know, and nothing. And this guy just whacked off in a porn theater and his fucking career was taken from him. He got a bad deal. I mean, they, talk about a guy who had a right to have the, the vitriol video that we just listened to from that other asshole. You know, P.B. Herman really got a bad deal, and he was he was a very talented person, very. Well, yeah, and he, his career was absolutely destroyed, and he wasn't yeah. a pedo. You know, it was like it was a guy no. jacking off. I mean, come on. So what? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like all guys out there, ra- be- raise your yeah, hands I- if you have never done that somewhere. Yeah. Before he was, uh, his career was uh, savage like that. I came close to getting a job, right? He, he had a game show for a while called You Don't Know Jack. And I was very close to becoming a writer on that show, but the, the head writer was an asshole. We didn't get along. But uh, Pee Wee's cool. And um, it's, it's a big loss. It's a big, he was utterly, utterly original. And that's so uncommon in comedy, you know? Um, he, really was, he really was an enormous talent. Big loss. Yeah, a huge character. Yeah. DigiGuru is reporting age 70 and the death was an unspecified cancer. Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. 
fucking i mean i just remember watching peewee's playhouse when was that on because i oh, kind of was ago. you know kind of in my childhood years i believe yeah although it, it's totally something i would have watched in college or something like yeah. that as well because yeah. it was such a there were so many levels to that show so many levels yes absolutely and the guy had a very finely well-developed sense of the bizarre and the surreal i mean those characters the cheery and so forth it was really he was out there but you know he appealed to so many people he was he was he was good i know you are but what am i right and yet you have to, everybody has to go out and ride their bicycle today yeah in honor of peewee yeah i looked for clips of him doing stand-up i couldn't find one i don't know if you ever did but i did find he was he was a contestant on the gong show four times <laughs> really and the one i found yeah and the one i found was it was peewee and some other guy who you know sank beneath the waves of show business i'm um, doing an act called suave and debonair <laughs> and peewee yeah and peewee, peewee was debonair and he wore like a goofy cardboard top hat and his hair was long he kind of had it like a page boy prince valiant uh haircut then uh, but you could see even he, he was kind of the standout guy, you know, the, he, he really, um, um, he had something and, uh, clearly Chuck Barris liked him. However, they were both beaten out by some other chooch that, you know, it's utterly anonymous. So I think you and I should just change our names for the show to Suave and Devonair. That would be, Suave um, and Devonair. I'm, I'm good with that. Or I'm, yeah, I prefer to be Rico Suave. Remember that guy? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. The clip custodian says uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse ran from 1986 to 1990. So, yeah, that's exactly it. I was 16 to yeah. 20. And even though it was a, you know, a kid show, I mean, you had to watch it. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that is a hell of a laugh. It's a great laugh. And I have, I'm happy to say, and I, as one of the things I made damn sure to take with me um, from LA, somebody years ago on my birthday, knowing I was such a Pee Wee fan, presented me with a, a, uh, a Pee Wee Herman, you know, the, the pull, pull of talking doll where you pull oh, the ring right. out of his back. Right. I, that thing, I'm, I'm sure that just got a lot more valuable. But uh, that used to be up on, in my other house uh, on, on an on a overhang of a bar. I had a bar in that house, and Pee Wee watched over everyone all the time. He was great. Well, in comedy, it is hard to be completely original, but there are a few people that come along that are, and that's why they're remembered for uh, for what they do. Because it's a very, it's like music. Yeah. There's a lot of great musicians, but yes. a lot of yeah. them kind of meld into each other. With comedy, mm-hmm. Paul Rubens was up there with the Sam Kinnisons, where you had a bit but- that you were not like everybody else right yes so that is a bummer but i mean 70 it's a bummer i mean 70 at least it wasn't you know 20 30 40 but yeah yeah but these days this is like 70s the new 90 or 70s the new 50 you're right if i got that right or i mean the other way around seems close to it all right well 70 doesn't seem to be such an old age as it once was maybe because you know we're all getting older but um yeah, it's too, you've gone too soon for sure. Yeah. And uh, face the screen says it was Sarasota. My brother has a t shirt that had Pee Wee on it and it said, Sarasota, you can't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sarasota's well, he a nice little there. town. He grew up in Sarasota and um, he was originally from 
like New York or whatever. And then he, of course, he went out to L.A. And that's where he, he was one of the groundlings, which really birthed a shitload of talent. I used to go to their shows once every few years. They had a, they had a, a club down on Melrose Avenue. And sometimes it was great and sometimes it was kind of meh. But uh, he was one of those guys and he sure, he sure made good in a big way. Yeah, and DigiGuru is very, very animate. I tell you, he has one of those dolls as well. So you guys can get together and play dolls, I guess, hey, if you want. Yeah, there we go. We can be like, I want to be Pee Wee. get more for them. If we put them on eBay as a match set, we might make a, a lot more money. Uh-huh. I want to be Pee Wee. <laughs> no, I want to be Pee Wee. Come on. <laughs> and the word of the day, right, right, there was what, there was something, right? If they said the word of the day, what was it? Yes. Was it, then everything went nuts in the place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure there are plenty of episodes out there that people can go enjoy on uh, on the YouTubes or wherever. But that is, that's horrible. That's a bummer. And I could tell when you came out of the show, you were a little off. So now it makes sense. Yeah. I just, I just seen it and I, you know, I sent you that clip of his laugh and I just I like, and you know what? <laughs> Few are the celebrities who croak that I give a shit about really. Cause, well, so Cause most are douchebags. Most are douchebags, exactly. You know, I was really stricken when Elvis went, um, you know, a few other people. And uh, Pee Wee, you know, I, was, I really liked that guy. He was uh, enormously talented. Yeah. So now you've got a couple of Scott Lobito clips here. It looks oh, like he's Scott, he's the, he's the antidote to everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What are they? Um, there's two clips of him. One is Scott on. Um, I think a good one might be the um, 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 on space aliens. I like that one a lot. Is there life outside our universe? Yeah. A lot of people thinks there is. Mm. You want to talk about space monsters, green-eyed aliens and UFOs. That's what you want to talk about. Then that's what I'll fucking give you today. Okay? Because that's all I'm fucking hearing. This is the problem. We're all intrigued ever since we're kids about life on other planets. Why more so now than ever? Because most of you people out there know that the world around you is fucked because of the people that you voted for to fuck your world up. So you want to run away from your troubles, send your gaze off into space. Oh, take me away. Let there be something else. Listen to me. Maybe there are some more aliens now some green-eyed monsters one-eyed penises on their shoulders three assholes over here maybe they stop. are coming stop hey wait penis, wait remember those lines penises on their shoulders three yeah i mean i've got i've got one green eye but i don't know i don't have penises on my shoulder so i guess i'm okay what is he talking <laughs> <laughs> where is where shoulders. is Scott? I mean, that's, that's your fucking book title penises on my shoulder yeah, I'm wondering where where is he? Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of aliens throughout the years and movies yeah. and TV. I don't ever remember seeing the penises on the shoulder. But remember, Scott is a, a really talented artist. I mean, he's really fucking good. So he thinks in those visual terms, and he's obviously he's a terribly creative dude. <laughs> there is no doubt about that. When you think about that chick from. Um, in fact, she was contested. I actually weighed in on that controversy some months ago with the no agenda about the broad in uh, total recall who had three breasts. And I think Adam mentioned it on the show and he thought it was from Star Trek and myself and hundreds of other guys said, oh, no, no, that was, that was total recall. So, you know, that's kind of a thing you can imagine, you know, so some guy dreaming up, hmm, you know, it's like it, it, go, it runs counter to that old joke about uh, breasts are like martinis. One's not enough. And three or too many but maybe not 
So, but three, what did he say? Three assholes behind you. Let's hear that again. Some more aliens now. Some green-eyed monsters, one eye, penises on their shoulders, three assholes over here. Maybe they are coming a little more. You know why? Wow. The same reason that China's coming a little more with their space balloons and their spy satellite and all their infiltrating bullshit. Maybe they're not really Chinese spy satellites. Maybe those are just alien Maybe. craft. Hell, why not? They're smart enough to get here from Alpha Centauri. They can certainly cook up some phony balloons. And also these illegal aliens infiltrating our borders. You know why this is all happening? Because they look down. See, back in the day, the aliens would fly over. Let's take over this fucking planet with these freaks. And then they realize, whoa, America, they're tough. They run the whole world. We ain't fucking with them. They'll laser shoot us right back to a two-asshole fucking planet we came from. I it, was three a assholes. A minute, it was three assholes a minute ago. You lost an asshole along the way, Scott. Come on. That happens all the time. <laughs> That's why you have three. So you can lose one. There you go. It's a spare. And still have two. <laughs> Absolutely. I did like the uh, Adam Curry take on all of the space alien stuff, which is the United States, as far as the amount of uh, land that is covered on the world, on the earth. There's other countries that would most likely have this stuff as well. The concept like, of course, well, the United States is the only one that has the down aircraft. Of course, the downed UFOs. No, no. See, but we're weak now because we become pussified. Worrying about every little but call me the they don't do this. They woke this. They look down. They see this fucking guy with no spine walking around he's the leader of this fucking planet this free world here they're like this is fucking bullshit china's is the same thing oh they look at their military they're all that look the brass is changing they're teaching a military that is supposed to defend us from enemies far and abroad but now they're teaching them sensitivity classes let's fucking invade them now it's so fucked listen Bring on the motherfucking space monsters. Ooh. I think he's right. I think they probably did look at Joey, who does not have a spine, and uh, Mark Milley and uh, uh, Lloyd Austin with his face mask and said, fuck it. Let's go. Let's get him. We're ready. Yeah, I had a clip. I don't know if it's worth playing today. I had a the clip from John Kirby who asked about. Oh, that uh, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> asked about abortion yeah. access in the military. Oh, yeah. And, that's what it's all about now. Readiness is abortion access. That'll make us strong. Yeah. I, it's like, I do again, I don't understand the logic. Just like I don't understand calling somebody a cheerleader is offensive or calling somebody Barbie is offensive. If yeah. they have that look again, if they don't have that look at all and you're like, well, you're just making fun of me, like calling a really, you know, fat guy skinny. Now that may be offensive, but if you're accurately portraying somebody, then you're accurately portraying somebody. Yeah. Well, it can only be so offensive. If well, Scott was on fire there, wasn't he? I liked his, uh, his take. Yeah. The space aliens, space aliens, the fabulous Ryan Bemera says statistically 70% of all crash UFOs would be at the bottom of an ocean, which means we can add some to that. Well, why did that uh, craft implode? Maybe mm -hmm. could have been a UFO could have been a space alien. Yeah. yeah. Said, hey, you're too close to my back door. Uh-huh. 
That's why you got three assholes. If somebody gets too close to one of them, you just jettison. He never specified how many penises were on the shoulders, though. No, just multiple, though. Multiple. It's more than one. I don't know if that would, I don't know if I'd want them on the shoulder. That would be a very inconvenient place to have them, I would think. Oh, come on. Think about it a little bit. Might not okay. be. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Think about it. I was with the guy. Would you, now, I know uh, we're both big Johnny B fans. Yes. Every April Fool's Day, well, it seemed like everyone, he would call the Bronx Zoo. Yeah. And usually get the same guy. Uh-oh. And he would ask for, you know, like Al a gator. You know, he would he would ask right, for these right. like these asking, you know, an animal that would be an animal's name. And the right. guy was just like, Sir, sir, think about it. <laughs> like he like he did. So the guy know. was hip to Johnny? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but he was like, Okay, I know what you're doing, but instead of saying yeah. you're a moron, he's like, Sir, think about it. Al yeah. Again, you know, it's just like, yeah. Sometimes you just have to say, think about it. Yeah. Just think about it. We, I don't know if, that, if they're, I think the people that support this show and listen to this show, they do think, but I, a lot of shows, I don't know if they do. They don't want to think anymore. No, they don't. Thinking's passe. Just to accept gobble any bullshit. Yeah. Now, do we want to go back to back with Scott or we've got Roseanne? We've got Dice Man. Uh, your, your choice. Darren, whatever you know. Can people handle a back-to-back Scott? I bet they can. Yeah, sure they can. Play it on us. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, now some of you know I do some impersonations now and then, like Christopher Walken. I don't understand, bastards. That was very that's good. Not a bas- yeah, that's not that a bad one. very, walk-in. very good. Yeah, this guy's multi-talented. He really is. Well, yeah. the Walken thing, it's mainly just having a cadence more than yeah. anything. Today, I'm going to impersonate half of the fucking people in this country. Ready? Here we go. I can't believe this shit that the DOJ, the feds, they're letting these criminal Bidens get away with murder. I can't even afford bread on my table because of these jerk My The crime in my fucking neighborhood. The, my brother got pushed in front of a train. They killed him. They stabbed my sister. The crime is astronaut. China's taking over. How are we letting this happen? Huh? Oh, some guy's walking around in a pride parade with his dick out in front of my six-year-old daughter. What the fuck? This country... Oh, look, a baby wolf. Where? Where's the baby? Oh, 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 look at the baby. Pretty. Oh, baby wolf. Pretty. Baby, what is he saying? Wolf? Baby, baby wolf. Baby wolf. I think, he, you know, Scott needed to come out to uh, L.A. because there's plenty of baby coyotes there. And lots of assholes think they're, they're cute, but they're not. He's a little confused on this one because the people that are screaming about the DOJ, they don't give a fuck about baby wolves. But, you know, I, at least not in my opinion. Or, or baby coyotes. It could just be that people are very easily distracted by. That's true. Any little thing, depending what it is. Yes. I mean, distractions are good if they're keeping you sane, but they're not if they're keeping you from figuring out what's going on in the world. Yeah. There's a lot of both, I think. A lot of both. Yeah. Now, Roseanne, is this Roseanne Barr on Ukraine? This is this- Roseanne Barr. This is Roseanne Barr with uh, Piers Morgan, who I think is kind of, could we, could we, uh, could we term him the, the uh, British version of Keith Olbermann? <laughs> is he, uh, I don't know. Is he's he that bad? that bad? No, he's not that bad. But. I mean, he's a liberal, but I know yeah. he's at least, uh, 
able to have a conversation because he's had conversations yeah. with guys like Ted Nugent and he will sit there and not be, I mean, Keith Olbermann could not have a conversation with Ted Nugent. No, he would think but, it but, was offensive just to sit in the same room with him. True. But, uh, Morgan could barely have a conversation with, uh, Ben Shapiro, if you recall. Yeah, that's true. And he kind of fritzed out on that one. But yeah, it's, you know, he's, he always bugs me. He, to me, he always looks like a, a cabbage patch doll come to life. That's something about his face. Reminds me. So yeah, he's got, he's got uh, Roseanne on and you know, she's in hot water again about some tweet or something, but she raises some very interesting points, I think in this, this clip. Well, and she has a spine, which is something a lot she of does. people don't have. Unlike Joey, she does. She does have a spine. You know, and that was what exactly it's interesting because that's what Piers Morgan said about Sinead O'Connor, who just passed recently. What do you say about her? That she had, I mean, one very rebellious nature, but she had went out on a limb for some things that she believed and she never backed down. So if somebody would yell at her, you're wrong about this, you'd say no. And here's why I'm not where a lot of people don't have that ability anymore. They have some courage, right? If somebody yells at you, no, you're wrong. And you're, they just kind of link away because they don't want the confrontation or they don't know. How to back up their point. They don't know how to show, well, here's my proof. I mean, you may not believe it, but here's why I believe what I believe. Mm -hmm. And he said she was always very good with that. And he's like, you could have a just a drag out argument with her, you know, and then she would give you a kiss before she left. You know, like this is, you know, was not taking personally. It was like, hey, we're here to do a job. We're here to you know, have this debate on television or whatever, but it's not personal. And that's also something that I think we're starting to miss out on. I think a lot of these yeah. people are just like, it's seething because they hate the person they're having the debate with because they believe something different. Yes. But Roseanne, yeah, she was always entertaining. Let's see. Always. I'm from the Ukraine, the Ukrainian, the Ukrainian, the, there is a large faction of Nazis. I don't know if you know this, but there's a large amount of Nazis in the Ukraine and they actually killed my whole family. Um, I'm from the Ukraine and they marched my entire family, grandmothers, great grandparents, oh, look, I mean, 10 siblings yeah, out into the forest and buried them alive in the Ukraine. So I don't understand why everybody's Ukraine. Ukra- well, I do understand. And that's also what terrifies me. People better wake up and do some research on their own instead of buying what comes across on the screen. And I try to shake them up, Pierce. You're goddamn right I do. I try to shake them up and crack their their mind control programming. I do it for God. Well, here's, Roseanne, what I would say to that. I don't agree with you uh, about uh, a lot of the stuff you said about Ukraine. I know what you said, and you're perfectly entitled to your views. I would say in relation to the suggestion that they're all a bunch of you Nazis. You haven't the seen pres- the swastikas well, well, on. on those Roseanne, on, soldiers' arms. The it's President in the Zelensky news. The himself is Jewish, so obviously he is de facto not a Nazi. I know, but he's not a good one. Are, are all Jews the same? For God's sake, talk about anti-Semitic. Just because the guy's a Jew doesn't mean he likes Jews or that he's doing anything good for the Jews. I mean, so what? Who cares what anybody is? That was the whole point of my tweet. Just because they're just because they're skin folk don't mean they're kin folk. You know what I mean? Just because they're the same color as you don't mean they ain't trying to lock your ass up. Wake up, people! Snap out of it! Wow, I have it. 
Yeah. Roseanne, Roseanne is uh, echoing you, me, uh, Ryan Bemrose. I mean, everybody yeah. that I've done a podcast with has made the point at one point or another that all people need to be treated as individuals. Exactly. Stop putting together groups and, and giving mass attribution to, to, to anybody because of whatever it is, it's just wrong and it's stupid. And she's, what she's saying is absolutely correct. Just because somebody happens to be, you know, the, the religion or the race that you, that you favor, that doesn't mean they're a good person. It doesn't. Right. And just because they're Jewish doesn't mean they're doing what is right by the Jews. But no, exactly. No, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. Soros was Jewish or is Jewish, right? He's still around. And he's still around. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he rat out many of his uh, of his people to the Nazis to to buy? Yeah, himself, helped them uh, go on I the train allegedly. Yeah, you a, know that was he's a scumbag. Uh huh. It's like just because <laughs> you're God. black doesn't mean you're not doing something to hurt the black folk. Just because you're white doesn't mean yeah. you're not doing stuff to hurt the white folk. It's like this is exactly well. Well, he can't be a racist because he's black, or he's be, you can't be because he's Jewish. No, yeah, of course. Treat and everybody I, I individually. Say, I am, I am so sick of the whole, the whole Ukraine thing. I mean, I've got it's. All, I'm almost as fed up with that bullshit as I am with COVID, and it's all the same characters, you know, on, on the sides of those fences too. I mean, we have we never had a treaty with them, no agreement, nothing. We funneled billions and billions and billions into that fucking place, and it's it just got to stop. It just has to fucking stop. Well, this is it, and that let's remember Donald Trump took a lot of heat when one of those talking heads was like well do you want you know russia or ukraine to win that war and he said i want people to stop dying there you go yeah and they wouldn't take that as an answer it's like well no 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 you don't know you have to pick a side it's like but they're like a side no you don't there this is again have we not learned from war games sometimes the only winning move is not (laughs) to play yeah and no they have never learned because they're like no no we need to show we need to do this we need it's like this is always the issue with the radical left we need to do this we need to act we need to act now or else or else and this is a nice uh all coming back to where we started the show which is a lot of these things the predictions they made were not accurate mm-hmm. no will never be accurate but they use them to get you to back things and i don't know where people think this is going having a proxy war even if well, you're on the you know, side again- it was as of yesterday, uh, Putin's uh, sidekick, Medvedev was talking nukes again. So here we are, you know, possibly at the brink of throwing nukes over something we have no business being involved in. None. None. And it's like, how and do you fuck, not know? Buck Vinman and his brother, too. Another disgrace to the American military. Asshole. Well, it's like, well, you're giving the ability to attack inside of russia and i understand what this is and it doesn't even matter which side you're on because if again trump gave the only sane answer which is i just want an end to people dying right we've seen what happens we've as far as the united states that's the we i'm speaking of have been involved in afghanistan we've been involved in a lot of places in the world where it's like that's a no-win situation well, what's really funny is, you know, if you could, if these people could climb in a time machine and go back to the mid 60s to mid 70s, they'd be screaming, stop the war in Vietnam. Okay. That was a country with which we had long tradition of, of, of treaties and defense agreements. So there was kind of a reason for us to be there with our 58,000 advisors, which were never called soldiers. 
Um, but you know, there was some, some legitimate underpinnings for that, that action. Whereas this fucking Ukraine thing was pulled right out of Biden's ass and nowhere else. Well, it's because of, uh, corruption and money. Yes. More and, and more is coming out. Kid. Right. Well, you more know, and more, more shit is- gets blown up in the, U- in Ukraine, the better it is for Hunter. Yes. And that's always been at the core of this period. And that's coming out. I think more and more that's coming out. It would seem one would hope. And I'm not saying the Ukraine people aren't getting a raw deal. They are, but they may be sure. I think it's interesting about how many though have left and went into Russia, which is like the ultimate, (laughs) doesn't that say a lot, the ultimate sign where it's like, okay. um, And again, I don't claim to know before CSB jumps all over me. I don't claim to know the intricate details of what's going on over there. But if a quarter of the people who evacuated the country went into the country attacking them. Mm. That says something about what's going on. Sure does. I'm not sure exactly what, but it seems like they're like, Hey, we're, we're voting with these people. And then maybe you should have cut off that little section of it. And I understand the argument, which is, well, if you give him a little, he'll take a lot. It's like, but why don't you give him a little first and then see? But no, no, can't do that. We want people to stop dying. No, no. And this is the the insidious part for anybody that can think logically and just go, hey, I don't have a, a horse in this race. The people that are dying are the Ukrainians. And the, I mean, there's Russians dying as well. But who is really paying? The United States, a lot of money. They're sending over mm. a lot of arms. But because of that, what is the end result? And it seems like it's more deaths of Ukrainian people in the guise of, well, we have to beat this big foe. Right. And I don't know. That just doesn't sit well. No. But I'm sure there are people that know much more about what's going on than me. Maybe. And they can chime in. DigiGuru recommends highly listening to Roseanne from Michael Malice's podcast from about two months ago. Okay. She is entertaining. She is. She's very straightforward. I like that. I like that she's a little abrasive. I mean, I remember she took such a horrible beating when she did a version of the Star Spangled Banner that uh, yes. that people thought was disrespectful, and maybe it was, but well, you know, again, you're right. And maybe it was, but you got to lay some of that blame at whoever is running that fucking ball club. Yes. What did they expect? They're bringing Roseanne right. Barr. It's not Celine Dion. The fuck you think she's going to do? Uh-huh. She's a comic. Yeah. I, I'm i right with that. But of course, she also made a comment, which I believe was true about, um, oh, what was her name from the Obama administration? Valerie Jarrett. Right. You know, and it's like, well, I was on Ambien. Well, but your whole career's dead now. I mean, I don't know. Right. This is the ultra woke world. We're back to, well, hey, Barbie. Well, you're done. You're fired. You're done. <laughs> like, what? I mean, if, if if this is the bar from now on, nobody's going to have a job, which might be exactly what they want. Maybe. Yeah. I saw an article from a little cafe in the middle of nowhere out in the West somewhere. I forget exactly where. Probably someplace you and your family drove through getting the hell out of California. And they bought a little robotic server, which would take the food from the kitchen to the table. 
because they're having a huge problem finding people to work there. They're like, when even when people apply, they're like, please Google our address. We're like 45 minutes from any major city. Yeah. So if you're looking for a job, understand where we are. And they're like, we can't find people locally to work here. So we got a robot mm-hmm. to help our staff to get the food to the tables and the amount of hate that they got from some of the patrons. I'll never go in there. They're getting rid of people. It's like, well, here's the thing. Mm. They can't afford to pay the rate that humans want because we're in a very entitled culture and we have gone through the minimum wage hike after minimum wage hike. And if you really want to know what that's all about, I believe you've covered it. Ben Rose and I covered that in one of the earliest grumpy old Ben's. And I think we might've hit it twice big time that the whole concept of raising the minimum wage was not to help the unskilled workers make enough money to live. It was to get the unskilled workers out of the workforce. That is what raising the minimum wage does. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing that in this case that they had to get a robot. It was cheaper to get a robot than to pay somebody the current minimum wage. So you have to understand what all of these plans are doing. People are so stupid. They just don't get it. It's like, well, why is there a robot here bringing me my food? Because we can't afford to pay humans to do it anymore. Because the minimum wage has been raised. Congratulations. And then when the minimum wage starts going into places like the middle of nowhere, Montana or something where you could probably legitimately pay a you know high school kid 10 bucks an hour rather than whatever the minimum wage is. Mm-hmm. It's the insanity. Yeah. But that's a little bit of a tangent. I apologize. I just saw that. And I was like, who, who didn't see this coming? You did. We try to warn people. That's the whole point of all these shows. Yes. Now you've got the Dice Man debut. Is this actually the Dice Man's debut? This this is uh, yeah. This was you know back in the uh, mid eighties. Like the one of the really happening clubs in the country was Dangerfields in New York. It was you know definitely the equal of or maybe greater than the Comedy Store, um, Catch places like that. And um, Rodney he absolutely introduced the world to um, the Dice Man and Sam Kinison. And I remember he had hit a, like 10 in one shot. I remember watching Kinnison thinking, holy shit, that's one of the funniest people I ever lived. Anyway, I don't know why I picked this because I'm just so sick of all the PC bullshit and unfunny comics that there are out there now and people bitching about being called Barbie. Yes. And I saw this and I thought it's, it's not a long clip. It's the Dice Man. It's his debut. And it just might be fun. There's nothing political in here. It's just, <laughs> it's, and funny thing when I was playing this uh, guy, um, my wife was in the same room when I was taking this clip and she thought that Scott Lobito was the dice man. So there. Oh, they do have a similar uh, sound. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Scott's from Staten Island and, and uh, dice is from Brooklyn and yeah, so not much between those two places, a couple of miles. So. Say hello to Andrew dice clay. Okay. Here we go. Now. Hey, Andrew. Hey. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, eating. Occurred some way. Long came a spidey, sat down beside her. He said, hey, what's in the bowl, bitch? (laughs) 
Jack and Jill went up the hill, both with a buck and a quarter. Jill came down with 250. <laughs> Little boy blue. <laughs> he needed the money. <laughs> Was an old lady lived in a shoe. She had so many kids, her uterus fell out. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Trim that pussy, it's so damn hairy. We are so getting canceled. <laughs> old Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to get her old dog a bone. She bent over. Rover took over. She got a bone of her own, I don't know. Yeah, good old Mother Goose. Remember her? I fucked her. <laughs> now, everybody, he went from this in a very short period of time to yeah. playing things the size of Madison Square Garden. Well, the, he was a pioneer in that regard because he was the first comic to ever do fill stadiums. And he did. I, I was at that show at the Garden. Um, and he filled stadiums and nobody did that before him. I don't know if any comic has ever done that since. And in like, looking at that, um, you know, first of all, Rodney looked remarkably young, <laughs> so, did, so did Dice. And he has and a very, thing, or you don't remember, I mean, because now that he's not around, but his voice was just so distinctive as well. Very distinctive. Yes. And so, you know, they, they, there's obviously, obviously two or three cameras at Dangerfields that night and they panned the audience and looking at the audience was like, holy shit, man. I would say, Darren, that one in three guys was wearing a jacket and tie in that audience. There were no gauged ears. There were no, um, you know, facial tattoos. Um, I mean, it was a comedy joint, but it was a fucking elegant looking crowd listening to this rascal, you know? And I thought, holy shit, how the world has changed. I I just, I I was drop jawed more looking at that audience than, than Dice. Wow. Wow. DigiGuru saw the Dice Man three times here in Chirac, yeah. Which, it's it's such a different world. Yeah. Because even at the time, the whole thing was, I mean, we didn't have the internet then. No. So you would hear stories of this, hey, there's this outrageous comedian. Yeah. And you had to go to experience it because it wasn't easy to get like a bootleg copy of what was going on. And if you did, it was shit. Right. Of course. But now somebody does one set. That's why I feel bad for comedians when you hear them talk about this, because comedians, unlike musicians, I think musicians, you know, you can sit at home. You pretty much know if the stuff's good or maybe you have a couple of people that you trust, but you can sit there and you can hone your skills before you go out and release it to the world. Comedians, it's not like that. You need to get it out there and test the material and see what works. But the minute you go test this in the middle of, you know, Bufu, Kentucky now, it's on the internet and everybody hears it. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. no way to be like, hey, we're trying to keep. I mean, I remember having a conversation with Martina McBride's husband way back when. This was when the internet was a, a fairly, in, you know, this is when it was just starting and I was running the website and stuff. And it was like, hey, we want to, the more stuff you can put out there. I was always like, hey, put it out there. Let people hear it. Let people see it. Get the excitement. And it was like, no, no, we want a little bit of that mystery. So when people come to the shows, it's like, well, that's all gone now. Yeah. It's absolutely gone. So Mm -hmm. how does a shocking comic even do this now? 
like yeah. you can't it's you can't i mean all i can hope for is a you know a netflix special that's it yeah and digi guru is pointing out the women were the ones usually laughing hardest at the misogynistic jokes so oh yeah you know yeah he you know that that clip went on where you know they they focused in on a couple really good the guy was you know this guy and his chick they're both stunning i mean really good looking people and um he says dice says the guy said how long is that the girlfriend the guy shakes it yeah how long you how long you been seeing her for four months huh you cheating yet (laughs) (laughs) and then he looks at the chick goes how's he hung is he getting it done (laughs) right and she was was laughing harder than anybody you know um it's awful it's awful what's happened to the comedy word World. Because there, you, I mean, there is a uh, something to be said for saying the most outrageous thing. That's what Dice built his career on. That's what this guy yes. was trying to do, even though it was a very pussified thing with the "Hey, it's Barbie." But now well, that's pushing the. We've come, yes, right. How far we fucking come? Where this guy for a couple of years was the biggest comic act on the fucking planet, bar none. Nobody came close. No, no one. And now just because some guy compares some chick who looks like Barbie to Barbie, that's a fucking sin. Uh-huh. Destroy him. I mean, our culture is so fucked. It really is. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. But that's why people come on these little tours. Yes. And we're glad they do. This is a value for value podcast, which it's something that Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak of No Agenda came up with. We put the shows out there. There's no paywall. You get to decide if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever. And if so, you can share some value back with us in a variety of different ways, including monetarily by going to planetrage.show slash donate. You can do a one-time monthly donation through PayPal. You can do a QR code thing. You want the whole wallet addresses. If you're into the crypto thing, you can go the PO box address. If you want to, if you want to entrust your donation into the hands of uncle Sam, which I'm, I love on one end, but I hate on the other because the mail seems to be getting lost more and more and more. It does. Yes. And I don't really know why, except for the post office is built on a bunch of incompetent boobs. If you work for the post office and you're listening to the show, I apologize. Not you. You're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. And if you're into the podcasting 2.0 thing, you can send us a boostagram. You can boost and all that other good stuff. Go over to newpodcastapps.com. Coming in, this was an interesting, and I'm glad the fabulous Ryan Bemrose is in the troll room because this was an interesting donation. It came in for grumpy old Ben's, but said that I should share this with Larry because Ryan said some things about child pornography that he did not like Uh over on grumpy old Ben's, Uh which Ryan is very logical. And pointed out, like, well, if somebody took a child porn image in the 1950s and it's still being passed around, if that kid's gone, then that victim is no longer able to keep being hurt. Mm. But people take these things and they get a little bit uh, hurt by it or they don't like it. And again, everybody's personal experience may lead them down a different path. Mm. But either way, I appreciate Connor Young for coming in and supporting this show. Thank you, Connor. And we're glad he likes this show. And he likes grumpy old Ben. He just wants to disagree with Ryan. And that's fine as well. We encourage people to disagree with Ryan, but not with me or Larry. (laughs) That's totally wrong. You don't want to do that. Uh, And Kendra. Oh, my goodness. Kendra Lamott. Uh, Everybody knows her. Everybody loves her. Dame Kenny Ben. Kenny Ben. She says, 
Planet Rage. Looking forward to listening while I drive cross country with my 80 year old father. Now I'm wondering. Oh, no. <laughs> right? I'm wondering. Whoa. Yeah. Hi, Kendra's dad. We hope you like this show and didn't find any yeah. part of this offensive at all. Yes. And we hope you're not looking at your daughter now like, you listen to these guys? What the <laughs> hell are you thinking? He's probably a Dice fan. I would hope so. Yeah. She says they're going to California to meet her new nephew. So congratulations on that. Oh, oh. make sure to wear your Kevlar pajamas. <laughs> Depending what part of California. Yes. Naked women shooting people on the freeways there. Yeah. Well, I mean, or, you know, I don't know where Kendra's from, but I mean, she may be packing too. So she might shoot back. Good, 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 good. She says they're making plenty of tourist stops along the way. Wish me luck. She says we do very we wish you a lot of luck, Kendra. Have a, have a wonderful. I'm a big road trip guy, as you know, Kendra, and I hope you have the best ever. Yeah, you're like the, oh, see, this is it. Why, uh, your next book, you should do a road tripping through America book. I should. We could put that out through Amazon Publishing. You don't need uh, a publisher you're to right. do that now. You're right. We can help you with the technical parts. I think people would buy that. That would be cool. You've yeah, done, like, how many cross-country trips over the last two or three years? You've done this a few times. A bunch of times. The first was the first was in I think 2017. So I, I bet you I've done six or eight. Yeah, a lot, lot many thousands of miles. That's more than most. And you do take pictures, yeah. and you do also keep a lot track of pictures. Of these. Yes, and and my younger daughter is a world class journalist, and she has filled many. Lists. So that, that's the beauty of it. I mean, I'm kind of like, hey, look at that. And, you know, we drive by, and like, where were we last night? And I would just say to her, hey, where do we, she, everything, every, she writes down every detail in this incredibly precise um, uh, handwriting that, you know, I can't even read my own fucking writing. I mean, I, I write like uh, I have a palsy victim, terrible. So she's this wonderful source of, of she, she keeps a, you know, chronology of every, everything. So yeah, there's no excuse, Darren. It's a great idea. And you're also saying what, uh, what I'm hearing here is you're just going to be the co-author and she's probably going to be the main author on this. Probably. Yeah. I'll just, just <laughs> reconstitute what she's written. I'm sure it's better. Yes. But good luck, Kendra out there <laughs> on the road. Yes. Have, have fun. Sir truck driver. Speaking of being on the road, comes oh, in with his monthly 565. Yes. Yeah. I always think about him when yeah. we're out on the roads and people are driving like total asshats. And it's like, wow, you have to yeah. deal with not only with this, but you also have, control of a vehicle that's way more deadly than my car oh and so hard to manage you know i just always see these assholes cutting in front of trucks and their kia souls and then slamming on the brakes and thinking you have any fucking idea how long it's going to take that rig to slow down i mean it's just people are imbeciles they really are there is no question about that okay everybody can not drop driving man is he, is he a Kenworth man or a Peterbilt man? Or always, I'm always curious about that. I don't know. Is there a sleeper? What's in there? What's going down? Do you have a microwave? Do you have a internet? What do you got going on? We want to see the rig. We want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> and a surfer came in with a boost of 40,000 Satoshis. Thank you, surfer. And uh, no note on that one. The clip custodian came in with 33,000 Satoshis. Ah, the magic number. Thank you, Clip Custodian, and for all of your help in today's show. That was... He's always right on it. If you need a clip, you yeah. need it fast. Impressive. I mean, I know he gives it to that other show, but I mean, we could start beating them every time now. 
<laughs> we could be the Scooperama guys. Yeah, uh-huh. I like this idea. Adam Curry yeah. be like, how come these guys keep getting my clips before <laughs> I do? <laughs> oh, no, it's Clip Custodian. <laughs> That's how it works. Dale Jr. coming in with 20,000 Satoshi says another great listen, keep raging. Thank you, Dale. And he's also one that the stream while he's listening, and that's always appreciated. Now, sir, sir, seat sitter, you know him, Chris uh, from sure Abs do. in a Six Chris, Pack. I sure do. Comes in know. with his 10,045 Satoshis. He says, emptied my wallet to the rage. Whoa, thank you, sir, seat sitter. Thank Which you. means people need to boost Abs in a Six Pack a little more. It's a great show. Never disappoints. Check it out. He had a question and an idea for our show, which was what would be the minimum Satoshi amount to force. Now, his, he said like 30 seconds of nonstop rage about a certain topic. And I'm like, well, we would have to be a little longer than 30 seconds, I think. Although, I mean, maybe that's just the minimum where if we you know can monitor during the show, I'm like, I think it would have to be something in that baller which is what Adam Curry and Dave Jones over on podcasting 2.0 call it. I think it would have to be a baller boost over a hundred thousand Satoshis, which would be right about the $33 equivalent. I'm like for that, I think we would uh, stop and, uh, and talk about any topic for at least a minute or two. I think Chris wants us to foam at the mouth. Maybe. Yeah. He's looking for that nuclear meltdown. And be like, but what can we do? How can we make you talk about this? And it's like for yeah. the for the right amount. I mean, that would be yeah. a little. We can install a thing that's like, hey, if we get over a certain yeah. uh, number, and then the little signal comes to us, like, oh, 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 we have a we have a very important boost, and then and then you get instant gratification. But instant gratification, just like with strippers, I mean, it costs. You got to yeah. pay. I mean, when I think back in our 88 episodes together, um, I don't remember getting pissed once. And that's when you ambushed me with some Dave Ramsey clip. It it fucking set me off. Just lit my fuse. I don't know why. But most of them were just laughing at these goons, right? I mean, it's pretty much what we do. You know, I did think it was funny. I forgot to mention during the Don Geronimo thing, when I first saw a picture of him, he looks like Dave Ramsey's twin brother. (laughs) <laughs> it's really it was okay. like he's the, right about the same age as the same All look right. and i'm like wow interesting uh, okay interesting then we had let's see here billy bones came in with three four eight three says so Thank much you, rage in this compact little show yeah yeah it's amazing how we fit it all in i don't know how we do it and a white mike came in with uh Let's see. That's the feed ID here. Total uh, 69, 69 dudes. There you go. Now his name is like the reverse of that uh, uh, actor from the nineties, Mike white. He's white Mike, right? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And I was like, if that was your real name and he's like, Adam and John got it right. And he sent me a clip with his, uh, (laughs) with his name. I'm like, I was just making fun. Oh, Bebro says he'll for 50,000 Satoshis, he'll interrupt grumpy old Ben. So now we're, we're bidding in the wrong direction. Bemrose. Come on. You're supposed to go up, 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 up. I'll, He's undercutting the market. What's uh-huh. the matter with you? Like I can name that tune in two notes. <laughs> right. I used to love that show. It always a fun show. You could always name Den- those tunes. What was the guy? It wasn't Dennis James. What was the host name? I don't remember. It wasn't Bob Eubanks. Who the fuck hosted? Uh, I don't remember. It wasn't Wink Martindale. He was a joker, joker, joker. And like every other show in the uh, 
the game show in the 70s or 80s. I had lunch with Wink a long time ago, but that's a story for another show. Good guy. <laughs> nice guy. Yeah. Comic strip below. Yeah, he always seemed. I enjoyed his yeah. work. No question. Yeah. It's uh, It was a different he time, a, he though. Had a, he, he had a top 10 hit song. Did you know that? I did not. Oh, listen, you're the music man. You better get on this, Darren. It's called A Deck of Cards. And it's, it's one of these talking things. You know, he's got a music bed and he, he tells a story and he's like in the French Foreign Legion or some shit and they're going to execute him because he's playing cards. But then he explains how all the, the, the deck of cards is actually, it's the Jesus and the, the Father, Son and the Holy Ghost. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. And it, and it was a legit top 10 hit like in 1961 or something. Check it out. Wink Martindale. Yeah. He is a legend. He is. Coming in with 15,033 Satoshis, the man, the myth, the legend. Wait, I hope we can call him a man. Comic strip blogger. CSB. He looks just like Barbie. That's what I hear. He called us leprechauns. I know. He said his ass straight. And you're like, leprechauns are short. He's like, well, what is a tall yeah. leprechaun? It's like a planet rage guy, I guess. <laughs> and, to, and I didn't have time to answer, but I, I don't give a shit what you call us, really. I'm not one of those people who gets offended by, uh, you know ethnic slurs no you're no you're supposed to be like all rage filled like oh dare you call us barbie (laughs) he says howdy darren and larry k la pasa a los gringos isn't wait k isn't it like k pasa i don't think it's k la pasa i think it would just be k pasa gringos please invite your audience to visit my cartoons at www.csb.lol rage on yo rage on baby thank you csb Thank you, CSB. He has those doodles. He could put those on T-shirts. He can make billions of dollars. Yes. Yes. We had our Davis 87 come in with a couple thousand Satoshis. He says, to the best of my knowledge, in order to expunge something from the congressional record, it would require a two-thirds vote in the House of Representatives, which means it could happen, but probably not likely anytime soon. Great word, expunge. We were talking about, remember, yeah, well, Keith Olbermann didn't even know what it meant. There is no such thing as expunge. Mm. And he said, Larry, I believe the term you're looking for is a public arbiter, which, yes, we were talking about something where somebody comes in and makes the all these boosts when they're live. When we miss them at the end of the show is for the next show. They don't make much sense. But if you listen to the last show, maybe they do. Yeah. Memes 1337 came in with 1337 says leap boost to keep the raid sustained. Mm. Alicia Joy came in with 100 said (laughs) thank you. and. We did have some people that were uh, just streaming the sats as they listened, including Sir Sean, who's always supporting the show, Dale Jr., Anonymous, and Harry Pilgrim. I want to know who Anonymous is. Harry Pilgrim. Wait a minute. Um, I don't know. It's Billy Pilgrim was the guy from Slaughterhouse-Five. Harry's probably his cousin. Okay. Could be. And thank you, Alicia. I didn't say thanks to her, so yes. Okay. But we appreciate everybody that listened to the show, especially when we do these things live Mondays. The tour groups leave about 1 p.m. Central. If I remember to send Larry the the correct link, 87 people <laughs> listening live right now, which is good. Oh, that's an uptick. That's good. Thank you. It was probably because I remembered to set the live tag, tweet it, live. and send it out on Mastodon. Boom. If we remember to do all of those, plus it's just a rage-filled romp. Who wouldn't want to take part? Yeah. And then support the show by going to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there for your pleasure and for ours. Mm-hmm. Because it's a nice, it's fun to be able to get every Monday. We just hang out. We, uh, we laugh yeah. at all the people who say all the dumb things. Yeah. Great way to start your week. 
it's a little extra, little extra. It's better than caffeine. It's better than a yeah, energy drink. Better. Yes. Because you get it out now and then you'll sleep better. Unlike caffeine, which will fuck up those REM cycles. Yes. So. They're absolutely true. Just be careful if you have multiple penises on your shoulders. <laughs> Somebody get to Scott Levito on the line, huh? Somebody needs to recut that old uh, John Denver song from sunshine to penis on my shoulder. How funny would that be? <laughs> hey, the trolls have been on fire with the no agenda ones lately. Somebody out there is like, oh, that's not a bad idea. That is not a bad idea indeed. Now, do you know what's coming up this week on That Larry Show? ThatLarryShow.com? You know, it might be bureaucracy because uh, uh, we've been going through hell with various bureaucratic entities. I don't know. That's a possibility. But, you know, if, if, if you have time, swing by and see the one you might have missed, episode 424, which was a peek over the cheek, sort of, I called it Requiem for L.A. And it's, cool. you know, I've been out of there now. I've been a refugee from, well, not a refugee, uh, what would you call it? I guess an ex pat. I don't know. I don't fucking live there. A normal sane person because you got yeah. the hell out. Yeah. And it's been almost a month, three, four weeks on going, whatever. You mean and you I haven't slept, been crying yourself to sleep missing? No, I haven't. I have not. And I sleep a lot better because I'm not listening to police sirens and gunfire and <laughs> shit like that. So anyway, um, it's kind of a look back at uh, why I left and what happened, how I'm doing now. And that's waiting for your downloading pleasure at that Larry yeah, and then go over to his Patreon site and get in on that. Yeah, get in on that. And how about uh, random thoughts? What do you got for us, Darren? I'm not sure, and I'm never sure when it's going to be now. The last two were on Fridays, and everybody, but doing it on Fridays, I still get then the whole week like, oh, where's the show? Where's the, where's show? the show? Yeah. So I probably yeah. have to probably pump one out maybe tomorrow and get back yeah. on a schedule. I always learn something, like your 14th Amendment one. I mean, you always you always fill in my head with facts, and that's a good thing. You try to figure no out what's going down. on. Yeah. And a lot of people are not covering that part, which is. No, they're, they're not. And you did. And you did very well. Yes. It's like, well, this would make sense why they are so animate mm-hmm. about it. Of course. Because then they'll be like, oh, no, he can't run. They're so right. afraid of Trump. Although you can see why. Because DeSantis is dropping like a stone now in the polls. He's toast. Toast. Yeah. They need somebody better. They need a more viable candidate. They're not going to find one. I think, uh, I think that Larry show and Tina Forte is a, what we want to see. <laughs> or would, would you rather have Tina or Scott Lobito as your VP? Who are you thinking? Oh, well, uh, Tina's a little easier on the eyes. Um, <clears throat> and Scott is a little too similar. Say, so yeah, I, I get it with Tina. Tina's already announced that she's going to be go up against AOC again um, in the next election cycle. And I, th- and I was going to run that clip, but it was, she, she had, she was doing it in the car, you know, uh-huh. her, her video. So the, the audio was really kind of muddy, um, but she was complaining, you know, AOC is exactly like Joey. Um, she refused to debate Tina last time around. And so Tina's saying, Hey, you know, chicken shit. How about this time? <laughs> you know, but she won't, of course. No, because there's yeah. no upside for her to get in the ring with somebody that will eviscerate her. Exactly. Wouldn't it be great if that was something that was required in order to be on the ballot that you had to do know, a debate? Not, it should absolutely be a requirement. If you refuse that, you forfeit, period. Would make sense. Yeah. But people are stupid and they'll vote for AOC again and again and again. Of course they will. Of course they will. Yeah. And if that pisses you off, come back next week and join us again. Yes. For another tour through Planet Rage. 
U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State.